Let's shout in this Holy Ghost church for a minute. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for an outpouring, Lord. Thank you for Radeshte, Mandola Radeshte, a fresh infilling of the Spirit for every one of us, Lord. Oh, Masike de Masa, even as David said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the oil of the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Pour out your spirit, Lord. Refresh your people today, we pray. In the mighty name above every name, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus be refreshed. The name of Jesus be filled with the joy of the Lord. In the name of Jesus be healed right now. In the name of Jesus be encouraged in your spirit, in your soul and in your body. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say it's a great day to be alive. Amen. I shall be anointed. I am anointed. You are anointed. We are anointed. We are anointed. Amen. Now he which establishes you, hallelujah, and anoints you is the Lord. His anointing lives on the inside of you. It is Christ in us. It is the hope of glory. When you look at the word Christ, it means the anointed one. I know Brother Copeland says the anointed one and his anointing. So the anointed one and his anointing resides on the inside of you. Amen. And so we don't have to search for the anointing. We don't have to cry for the anointing. Thank God the anointing's on the inside of you. It's on the inside of you. And, and out of your spirit, he'll pour forth that anointing. He'll pour, he'll pour forth those rivers of living water. He will pour forth out of your spirit. Amen. Shall flow rivers of living anointing. Amen. Amen. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Amen. He's in us, but he also comes upon us. Thank you, Lord. So now tonight, going to be a great message. My girl's going to preach a, a great message called No Power Shortage. And so we're going we're gonna to continue to celebrate uh, Pentecost Sunday. Now I have assignment on me this morning. So if you'd open your Bibles uh, over to Ezekiel chapter 21 and verse 7. And, you know, we've, we've been talking about being spiritually fit or how that we are in training and that the strong spirit of the man will sustain him. Amen. As opposed to a weak spirit. Uh, we, we don't want to be weak in this day and this hour. Uh, uh, you know, Paul encouraged the church at Ephesus, actually commanded them to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Now, one of the one of the biggest enemies uh, that I've discovered that uh, will weaken a person's spirit and deplete a person's spirit is worry and care and an overloaded life. So let's pray and let's get into agreement about utterance this morning. What do you say? I don't want to just stand up here and talk. I, I, I need the help of the Holy Spirit. And as you open your heart, I believe the Spirit of God will speak to you. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said if two of you shall agree on earth touching anything, they'll ask it will be done for them and my Father which is in heaven. So, Father, we ask for anointing today. We ask you to, 
to uh, show us things about scriptures that we've read before but we haven't seen fully. We pray the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light. Speak to us, Lord, about things in our personal lives. Taylor, make this message for each and every one of us, I pray. And Lord, we give you in advance all the glory, all the praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. Ezekiel 21, 7, and uh, we're going to look at this in the Amplified. And uh, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, and it shall be that when they say to you, why do you sigh? That you shall answer, because of the tidings or because of the bad news. When it comes, every heart will melt and all hands will be feeble and every spirit will faint and knees will be weak as water. So now notice with me, evidently they got some news that wasn't good, some bad news. And as a result, they just kind of... Oh, that, you know, it's, oh, no, that, that's awful. Well, that weakens a person's spirit. That weakens a person's spirit. Um, how many of you know that fear and anxiety will drain you? Um, but God will sustain you. As, as you cast your burdens over on the Lord, he will sustain you. Amen? Now, what if a person doesn't cast their burdens on the Lord? Well, they're just opening the door to the enemy. They're opening the door to weakness. Now, I believe this, that as we humble ourselves under the hand of the Lord, we understand that we cannot, that we are powerless in the natural realm to bring to pass the things that God wants to do in our hearts, in our lives. And so a true humble person will turn all of their burdens and turn all of their cares into the hands of someone who can do something about it. Amen? I'm not going to roll my cares and my burdens over on Paul here. As much as I love Paul and as much as as Paul could do for me what he could, Paul's only a human being. Only God can do things in our lives. Amen? That need to be done. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 5, it tells us something, what we're to do with these cares, these burdens. He says, first of all, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. How much care do we cast? We are to cast all of our care upon him. And then, of course, in the next verse, he says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so in the same context of humbling yourselves under the mighty hand of God and casting all your care upon him, the Lord puts very definitely in here that the adversary is walking about to roar and to try to cheat you out of a life that's filled with peace. Well, we know that that's true. But thank God we've got the answer to that. See, once you've rolled your cares over on God, the enemy might still be roaring. You might still have feelings of fear. You might still have feelings of anxiety. But thank God the word of God says resist him. Amen. Not assist the devil, but resist the devil. Amen. Whom resist him steadfast in the faith or resist him steadfast with your faith. As long as you stay in the faith zone, things are going to work out all right for you. 
But you get over in there in the reasoning realm and the questioning realm and the what ifs and oh my goodness and sighing, that's an open door to the enemy. Say it with me. I resist the cares of this world in the name of Jesus. So right very closely connected with this and a reason why a lot of people are carrying things they shouldn't care is an overloaded life. Just bogged down, an overloaded life. Let's look at this from Luke chapter 10. What do you say? Luke 10th chapter. Notice with me verse 38. Thank you, Lord. Now it came to pass. As they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet. And what did she do? She heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Now, get the picture here. She's got a house full of company. Jesus is there. And Martha wants to put her best foot forward. She wants to do what's right. And there's a lot of work to do. And in those days, they didn't have microwaves. They didn't have indoor plumbing. So you had to walk to the well and get the water. You know, you had to beat the corn out. She's working hard. But her sister Mary is just sitting there. And she gets annoyed. And she gets frustrated. And she gets agitated. So she interrupts the meeting. Here Jesus is given some pearls. And so she interrupts. It's never a good idea to correct the Lord. How many of you know that? And now notice in verse 41. And Jesus answered, said unto her, Martha, Martha, you get two Marthas, you're in trouble. He said, thou art careful or full of care. And you're troubled, not just about this situation, but about many things. Now, here's a point that we want to make. The main reason... Why folks get anxious and full of care comes from mostly what they're thinking on and what they're meditating on. Martha's got something on her mind other than cooking. (laughs) She's got something on her mind other than the meal. She's got anxiety on her mind. She's got frustration on her mind. We could say it this way, that Martha was not at peace. Now mark it down. When you're not at peace, there must be something on your mind other than what should be on your mind. Is that right? Now notice, in verse uh, 42, here's what Jesus said to her. But one thing, one thing is needful, and Mary has made the right choice. That good part. And he said, it shall not be taken from her. We could say this, Mary chose the right thing, but Martha chose the wrong thing. And what Jesus is saying to her, Martha, you need this one thing. Now other translations of it says this, but only one thing is necessary. See, we need to determine in our lives what's necessary and what's not necessary. You know, what's good versus what is God. 
there's a lot of good things we can do, but it may not be the God thing for you to do. Amen? So we need to make some determinations on this. Another translation says, God's word translation says, Martha, you worry, now notice, and fuss about a lot of things. There's a connection there between worry and fuss. There can be a connection between worry and strife. She said, he said, you worry about a lot of things. But he said, there's only one thing that you need. And Mary has made the right choice. I pray that every one of us make the right choices in life. Because every day we've got a decision to make. We've got a decision between faith and fear. We've got a decision between love and between strife. We've got a decision between freedom and bondage. The choice is ours. And so he said, choose you this day. Choose you this day. I pray that we make the right choices. Now, a major cause of frustration for so many of us today is we just have too many things. Too many things. But I believe this, when Jesus is our Lord, and His Word is our final authority, and His Holy Spirit is our ultimate guide, and we do what He tells us to do, there should be nothing else on the menu for our lives other than Him. Hallelujah! When you know the one thing, it eliminates the other things, that might be weakening you or draining you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Pray this with me right now. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father in, the in the name of Jesus, show me that which is necessary. Show me what's on your menu for my life, for my family, in the name of Jesus. When you get to that place, frustration will be gone. I want to encourage you today. I believe I'm on assignment. Be selective as how you expend your spiritual energy. The more selective I am, the more selective you are, the more effective we shall be. Say that with me. The more selective I am... The more effective will I be. Amen. That's a good word. I've discovered this, that I can't keep the pedal to the metal and expect to stay strong in the Lord. I did a little minister's meeting years ago down with Keith Hershey and I was given about 30, 35 minutes to speak to a group of ministers. And I started my uh, talk, sermon, whatever you might call it, with this quote. The Greeks had a race in their Olympic Games that was unique. The winner was not the, the, winner was not the runner who finished first. It was the runner who finished with his torch still lit. And he went on to say... I want to run all the way with the flame of my torch still lit for him. Another way of saying on Pentecost Sunday, I want to stay 
full of the Holy Ghost and fire. I refuse to burn out. I'm going to burn on. How many of you know that in the kingdom of God, you don't have to rust out or burn out? (laughs) Glory to God, you can burn on. And you can be anointed with fresh oil every day. Amen. Now, I've written this in my notes, and I could try to preach it without reading it, but I want to read it exactly the way that I got it yesterday. Show me a person who has a strong spirit. And I will show you someone who has eliminated the unnecessary drains and distractions and who has said no to many good things and yes to what's on his menu and has discovered the one thing. Has discovered the one thing. Amen. That's the man, that's the woman that has a strong spirit. That is the man, that is the woman that will be effective in this day, in this hour. Not only filled with the word, but filled with the spirit and filled with power. Renewed just like the eagles. Carrying out what God has called them to do. Finishing everything that he said. And at the end, they shall hear well done. Amen? Do you want to hear well done? I don't want to hear, well, I don't want to go before the Lord. I don't want to hear undone. What do we want to hear? Everyone say, well done. Hallelujah. Now, here's another important point. A person then with a strong spirit is number one, roll the care over on the Lord, right? Number two, they've discovered what's on his menu. And number three, a person with a strong spirit, listen to this now, takes time to rest in the Lord. Amen? Rest in the Lord. Now, if you're an athlete, for example, and you're in training for some sort of, uh, you know, athletic program you're in, you know, maybe a basketball player or a football player or or whatever the case may be, there's some pretty intense training that can take place, right? Uh, Now, this week we got away a little bit, and just for a refreshing, and uh, I was going to work out, let's see, what day was it? I was going to work out on Friday. And uh, Brenda says, you've worked out every day this week so far. And I said, yeah, you're right. She says, don't you think you need some rest? Well, that's a pearl of wisdom from the pearl of Pawnee. <laughs> because, I mean, the limited, limited amount of strain and, and thing I put on my body is nothing compared to a professional athlete. But I'm 64 years old. I'll be 65 in November. Come on. And, and so you, you just can't keep pushing it. You can't keep pushing it. You just can't have, keep having workouts in the gym. How many of you know your muscles need rest to recover? Your muscles need rest to grow strong. And so then, spiritually speaking, we must take time then to rest, amen, and replenish in order to be effective. Say this with me, I will rest and I will replenish in order to be effective. This is one of the greatest things I learned from my spiritual father, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen who went on to be with the Lord in the year 2003. Mighty man of God. How many of you have ever sat under his ministry or read any of his books? 
Raise your hand. Wonderful man of God. And you know, he's known for, as a man of faith. He's known as a man of the Holy Spirit. But, but he was also known as a man of great love. But one of the things that I learned from him was learning how just to rest in the Lord. Learning how to rest my physical body and rest my spirit and rest my soul. He would have meetings just about every day of his life when he was a younger man. And he said, I would not do anything beyond 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He said, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he said, I'd take a nap and open my Bible. He said, I'd just pray in the Holy Spirit, and I'd get ready for the evening meeting. Amen? Well, somebody said, well, Pastor Mark, I don't have the luxury to do that at 2 o'clock every day. Well, praise the Lord, you have some time during the day where you can rest your spirit. You have some time during the day where you can open up your heart to God. Amen? Somebody says, well, I don't have any time, you know, to, to, uh, to be in the Word. I don't have any time to pray. I don't have any time to, to worship the Lord. Yeah, but you have time to watch television every day. Do you feel that? <laughs> you don't have to be real spiritual to feel that. <laughs> and I'm preaching to myself too you know life, is, life sometimes is a series of making adjustments you know sometimes we can veer off we can get off course and, and have too much of one thing in our life amen and not enough of the right thing in our life I believe that Christianity is about living a good balanced life amen I know one thing for sure, that there's times I just need a good night's sleep in order to continue a project. What does it do for me? It enables me to think better, to pray better, and to get a, a better perspective. Did you know that late at night, when you're already kind of tired out, is not the time to do a lot of project thinking? In a lot of project planning. Now, I realize that God cuts someone differently from a different, you know, perspective. And they have uh, a different type of personality where they work better at night. And I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is this. Is when you're tired, you need to rest. When you're tired, just don't keep plowing. Just don't keep moving. Take time to rest in the Lord. And you'll see things better. You'll hear things better from His perspective. Say with me, I desire his perspective in my life. I'm not just talking about natural sleep. I'm talking about spiritual rest. I've discovered this. If I can rest my mind, if I can rest here on the inside, if I can enter into a, the rest of faith, if I can rest here, then my mind can rest. My body can rest. My systems can rest. Amen? Yeah. Now, let's look over at Hebrews chapter 4. I said I'm on assignment. Believe God with me. Thank you, Lord, for utterance. Lord, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. He said here, Now, let us therefore fear, lest a promise be left us off, entering into his rest, 
any of you should seem to come short of it. So it's possible to come short of the rest that Jesus has made available to us. Verse 2, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not what? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So they had the opportunity, they heard a word, but they didn't mix faith with it. Verse 6, for we which have believed, this is a key then, how to enter into rest. You must enter into rest by believing. When you're in real faith, you rest. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. Say this with me real strong. I'm entering. I enter into God's rest which is always God's best, through faith. So rest is available, but it's access and it's entered into by what? By believing and by faith. Now notice verse 6. Read verse 6 and 7 with me if you would please. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 6 and verse 7. Ready? Read. Seeing therefore... It remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not in because of what? Faith causes you to enter in. Unbelief keeps you out. Right? Verse 7. Read this with me. Again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today... So today, there's a word available for you. Today, there's a now word available to me. And if we will hear his voice with the intention of doing what he said and not hardening our hearts, we will then be able to enter into this rest. Let's read verse 8 and 9 together. For if Jesus had given them rest, Then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. Verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest. Are you of God? So there is a rest that remains for you. Read verse 10. Notice this with me. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works. Amen. In other words, what this is saying, let's keep this up here. He has ceased from his own works. What does that mean? Working, striving, trying to get it. I've got to confess more. I've got to do more. No, it's not trying to get it. It's just by faith receiving it. Amen. Now notice. In verse 11, let's read that together. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest that any man should fall after the same example of unbelief. Well, pastor, you just said in verse 10, you don't have to try to get it. You just receive it. And then it goes, says, going on to say, let's labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. 
Now that sounds kind of different, doesn't it? You see, the part that you and I have to make effort in is not effort to get our bills paid. It's not effort to get our healing. It's not effort to obtain something. But the labor that's involved in this rest is this. It's in overcoming every line, every distraction, everything that would try to pull us out of our position of victory, out of our position of rest, trying to snatch us out and getting us to a place where we're scared and upset. The labor of rest, my friends, is fighting the good fight of faith. It's not fighting to get your healing. I want you to see this. It's not fighting to be debt free. It's not fighting to have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. The scripture says you were healed. The scripture says my God does supply your need. The scripture says you have the peace of God that passes all understanding. The fight is the fight of faith, amen, to cast down imaginations, to take the word of God and resist those things that would try to bring you out of rest. Oh, my brother and sister, there's a place of rest for you. There's a place of rest for me. Though the winds may howl, though the floods may rise up, you'll not hear us sigh. You'll not hear us back down because of evil tidings. But yea, those that have entered into rest shall rise up with the word of God, shall rise up with the name of Jesus, shall rise up pleading the blood of the Lamb, and they shall stay in faith and shall fight and shall win. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. So rest in the Lord. Cease from the fleshly labors. Cease from trying to obtain something that I've already obtained for you and just enter in and rejoice and say, thank God, it's mine. I have it now. And devil, you can't take it from me. For I've been in the Word and I've seen that the truth of God has set me so very free. Amen. Glory to God. Say it with me. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Hallelujah. The enemy can't take it from me. It doesn't belong to him. It's mine. Glory to God. You've got faith pleasing, mountain moving. Hallelujah, faith on the inside of you. Glory to God. Man, that's that's an awesome truth. Yeah, but, yeah, but. Beware of the yeah, buts. The Bible says, by his stripes ye were healed. And notice with me, there's a period after that. Yeah, but. Forget the yeah, but. By his stripes, I was healed. My God does supply my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Period. Yeah, but the bills. Uh-uh. Fight the good fight of faith. Keep your sword sharp. 
Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Borakashama. Oh, hallelujah. There therefore remaineth a rest. A rest. Oh, there's a rest. There's a rest. There's a rest. There is a rest. There is a rest. And in resting, you shall not grow weary. You shall not grow weary in well-doing. Hallelujah. For you've done good. You've done well. You've done what you know to do. And having done all to stand, says the Lord, just keep standing. And while you're standing, rest in me. And keep your eyes on me. And know this, that I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Hallelujah. Say this with me. He's working. Say it like this. He's working. He's working. He's working. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Mark, what's he working on? He's working on those things that you've entered into rest about that you've used your faith for, even maybe for years, he's still at work. And in your own life, he's at work. For it is God who is all the while at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Yeah, but I failed. I've missed it. Rise up, enter in by faith into the rest of God, and declare God's working in my life. And he that's begun a good work in me, he's going to perform it until he returns. Let's raise our hands. Hallelujah. He's working. Hallelujah. He's working. Hallelujah. He's working in the midnight hour. He's working in the midnight hour. He's working in my loved ones. He's working in my body. He's working in my pancreas. He's working in my liver. He's working in my soul. He's at work in me. Ha ha. Urobasike. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I hear the Spirit saying, I'm for you. I'm not against you. Hallelujah. And so what shall we then say to these things that would try to pull us out of faith? What shall then we say to these things, these images and these imaginations, these doubt-filled thoughts and these fear-filled thoughts? What shall we say to these things? We shall say what God's Word says. We shall say, since God is for me, who can be against me? (laughs) Oh, nay, nay, nay. No, 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 no. The Spirit says, no. No to the lies of the enemy. No to the imaginations of the evil one. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hallelujah. Say it with me real strong. No. I resist the lies of the evil one. I've entered into rest by faith believing. And in all these things. 
I'm still more than a conqueror. Regardless of the circumstance. Regardless of what I see in the natural realm. I am still more than a conqueror. <laughs> Woo, glory, still. I'm still more than a conqueror. Amen. <laughs> Through him that loved us. And so don't try to figure out how it's going to happen and how it shall be. Just rise up like Paul did in the book of Acts. Wherefore, sirs, (laughs) I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. (laughs) Woo, glory to God. I don't know whether that helped you this morning or not. But glory to God, I'm a preaching myself happy. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You don't have to know how. You just know who. Don't put a clock on it. Don't put a time on it. But just continue to rest. Continue to praise. And know that manifestation time is on the way. For if you put a clock on it and you put a time on it, it will only bring frustration. God said in his word, Write it, run with it, the vision will surely come to pass. But he didn't say when. You just stay in now faith. You just stay today and you stay in now rest and all the frustration that has drained you in days past will drain you no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, God gave us utterance today. Say with me, get in in. and stay in 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 the rest. rest. Mm. Go over to Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Amplified version. Thank you, Lord. I tell you, these 9 a.m. services are getting better and better. They're getting better and better. God's given us utterance. And that has a lot to do with your receptivity. In Matthew 11, 28 to 30, Come to me and all you who labor and are heavy laden overburdened, I will give you rest. So the principle there is draw near to God. Verse 28, I will ease and relieve and do what? Refresh your souls. Amen. Take my yoke, my word upon me, learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. That's good news, isn't it? Verse 30, for my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing. But comfortable and gracious and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Say it with me. His burden is light. His burden is light. And his burden is easy. His burden is 
So the principle here then is we are refreshed by spending time in the presence of the Lord. In other words, we rest by waiting upon the Lord. Now a key scripture here that has helped me, that I know will help you, I want to look at this one, Psalm 46 verse 10. And I want to look at it in the Amplified Version. We're going to be done here in just a few moments. Amen. Uh, King James says, be still or enter into rest and know that I am. (laughs) Know that I am. He am that he am. What am he? He am whatever you need him to be. Amen. Amen. In accordance with the word of God. But I like the Amplified says, let be and be still. Let it be. And be still. Let be and let it be. And know, and know, recognize and understand that I'm God, I'll be exalted above the nations. Amen. Take time to rest in the Lord. Take time to wait upon Him this week. For those that do, will exchange their strength for His strength. They'll mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. You know, recently I had the Lord... Give me some instructions for me individually. I think it will fit here. And it has to do with distractions and, and what to do when you're physically tired at night. The Lord basically just instructed me, instead of you know, entertaining your flesh through too much television, or instead of trying to work this project out, when you're tired, the Lord just instructed me, Son... Stop exerting yourself so much and just wait on me. Just worship me. Just sit in my presence. It's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They'll run and not be weary, they'll walk and not faint. So waiting on the Lord then is resting in Him. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What this is saying, don't exert, just take in, put your flesh down, get your thoughts under control. Let's raise our hands. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I roll all my burden, all my care into your capable hands. I refuse for my life to be overburdened and stressed out. I choose what's on the menu for me. Hallelujah. So I let me and enter into rest by faith, knowing full well that God's at work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Mark 9, 23. All things are possible. It may look impossible, but all things are possible to him that believes. Look at your neighbors and say, I believe. And I'm resting in him today. 
Amen. Praise God. Make it a good week. Come back tonight. We're going to have a high time in the Lord. God bless you as you go. Amen.